0: How many believe that? He is good all the time. One person in the back row I heard thought that. How many believe God is good all the time? That's a whole lot more like it. Sometimes you have to push yourself even to believe that in the hardest of times. But I think God's okay with that. Push yourself as far as you need to go to believe that He is the God that we need. Amen? Well, today, I'm taking another day off, believe it or not. Yeah, that pastor. What are you going to do with him? We've sat, still had a lot going on at the Life Center. Anyway, uh, in advance, we had scheduled uh, a guest speaker that you've heard before, and I know he's going to bless your socks off today. I just know it. Um, <laughs> Him and his wife Jackie. This is Gary Sinclair and his wife Jackie is here. There's Jackie right there and I believe their son Tim. I haven't even met him yet but is with them today. Welcome Tim. Uh, We are so glad that you're here but Gary come on up and you share whatever God's laid on your heart and it's going to be awesome. Let's give him a hand this morning. Thank you man.
1: Well, we'd uh, made it to the top of the mountain. we made it to the summit. My wife Jackie and I, 14, 15 years ago, we were standing at over 14,000 uh, feet. Uh, I had climbed a few uh, other 14ers. You'll hear about one later. 14er is a mountain over 14,000 feet. Jackie had climbed a lot with me. We, we loved to hike, but she had never done a summit. So this was our first one. It was called Gray's Peak, Central Colorado. We took this terrible, I mean, literally terrible road uh, up to the trailhead. I mean, about ruined a a rental car to get there, but we made it. And four or five hours uh, later, we were on the summit like that. Um, You can't tell from that picture, but it was literally snow on the summit in like July or whatever. And you don't want to be on the summit of a mountain in any kind of a storm. So... Well, we had a couple pictures taken like this one. Uh, It was great. We were so excited. I was so glad Jackie had reached her first uh, summit. She looked a little tired, but we were both tired. I mean, anybody's tired at the end of a long, long climb like that. So uh, we ate our lunch on the way down, made our way back to the car. About nine hours after we had left the, the parking lot, we were back at the car. We were staying in a condo, uh, the timeshare we'd had for years. Uh, Went back there, had a nice celebratory dinner, you know, got in the hot tub. It was awesome, you know, just said, We're going to soak these weary uh, bones. And we did. And then went home a couple days later. Well, that was summer, and uh, in the fall, Uh, Jackie was having some minor physical problems. She said, I think this is probably related to something that happened before. She said, but I'm going to go to the doctor. Just check it out and uh, don't think it's any big deal. And so the doctor said, yeah, I, I don't think this is a big thing. It probably is related to the earlier problems, but you know, why don't we just have you go to a specialist because I know you'll feel better. I mean, haven't you done that where you kind of go, oh yeah, I just want to know for sure that it's not this, it's not that. So he said, yeah, why don't you do that? I don't think it's a big deal. You'll feel better. I'll know a little bit more and we should be fine. So our daughter, Amy, uh, was getting married the next uh, summer. And so they thought, well, this is a good time. Why don't we do some Mom-daughter time, they were gonna go look at wedding dresses, you know, do all those cool things. So I didn't even go. They went to the doctor visit, and about three hours later, Jackie called me and she said, "Uh, this didn't go so well. I went, what? And she said, well, uh, the doctor, surgeon, thinks uh, I have stage three colon rectal cancer. I have a tumor. And we're gonna have to deal with that. So here we went from, we just climbed this awesome uh, mountain and there's another picture of that, of Gray's Peak. We had just been on that. And a couple months later, we got our own different mountain uh, to climb. Different mountain. And you know what, I bet you have been here, but that mountain, this physical mountain, now seemed not like Gray's Peak. Seemed like Mount Everest. Because we're thinking, is she going to die? That was a very real possibility. Uh, They started talking about chemo and radiation and surgeries and all that kind of thing. My hunch is that many of you here today, or those maybe going to listen to this later on, would say, yeah, i got my own mountain. It may not be a physical one like that but you have your own mountain. Can you relate? I would bet some of you can. You don't have to share that today uh, with anybody in particular, but do you have one? If you do, would you just bring it to mind for a minute? I'm not trying to take you to a bad place, but I think you're gonna get some things today that might help you climb your mountain. Now, if you're sitting here going, well, I'm not sure I got one, Uh, maybe that's true. Uh, You probably will. But let me give you some categories where you might not think of it as a mountain, and yet, hmm, it could be for you today. For example, maybe you have a troubled relationship. You know, marriage, friendship, close family, you know, kids, parents. That can be a mountain that's hard to get over. Or maybe you have a mountain of debt. You know, just a huge amount of money. And you say, we've been trying to get at this, and we can't seem to put a dent in that. Or or an illness like Jackie's, a terminal, or it's just big, or it's an unknown. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, that could be your mountain. Or maybe it's an addiction. You can't shake it. You've tried for a long, long time. Can't get rid of it. Or you have a job that's a nightmare. Or you can't find a job. That's your mountain. I've got to find we work, and it's just not happening. Maybe it's grief. Uh, you've lost a loved one lately. And the pain of that and the, the reality of that just feels so big to you. That could be your mountain. Or uh, maybe you have a lack of purpose. You're doing okay, but you're kind of thinking, hey, I'm getting a little older. What am I doing with my life? I, I've always wanted to do this. I've never even come close. I don't really like what I do every day. That could be your mountain. Or... Um, you're trying to move up the ladder, you're trying to get more education, you're maybe trying to get to a certain level of certification and yet that's been way harder than you thought. There are others. What's your mountain? What's your mountain? So for a few minutes, what I wanna do is talk about are there some principles that maybe could be learned in those big mountains of granite, the greys peaks of the world, that you could apply, that we applied to our mountain of cancer, Um, I got good news for you. Yes, there are. And I'm going to share not all of them. I don't have time to do them all. We're going to share enough with you to help you not get rid of your mountain. I can't do that. But help you figure out what's God's plan? What are some principles God gave us to get up a mountain in our life? Um, now, uh, I was told, um, Dwayne and Cheryl were kind enough to tell me that I can do a shameless plug for a book. Um, this story we've had for 14 or 15 years, we've shared it a lot, but finally uh, this last year put in a book. Um, it's my website title, Never Quit Climbing, and it's not super long, but it's got the principles I'll talk about today in it. Uh, more than I can cover. It'll have some of the story of how we got into the mountains and some other things that I think uh, you'll find um, helpful. Uh, They're there. Uh, We'll have them here afterwards. If you want, I'll sign it so that by this afternoon you can put it on eBay and sell it for big money (laughs) and uh, whatever. Enough commercials. Let me pray. God, I just ask that these next uh, few minutes would be holy Uh, moments that you would do something by the power of his spirit that we just sang about that would help us and give us encouragement and hope and the belief that you're big enough uh, to help us climb whatever mountain it is we face. That uh, Jesus' death and resurrection uh, gives us power to live uh, as overcomers Um, not uh, stuck, not paralyzed. So uh, may my words today be your words. May your words speak to us uh, wherever we are. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, so a couple principles, uh, four or five that we'll be able to cover, and I hope they're helpful. So here we go. Put your seatbelt on or clip your carabiner or whatever you want to call it in mountain terms. Here we go. Number one, be honest about your mountain. Uh, from the very beginning, you have to be honest about your mountain. Now, you don't have to tell the whole world what you personally might be struggling with, but you've got to face the seriousness of what you're going through. For example, if you have cancer, like Jackie did, it was stage three. That meant it had gotten out of the tumor and was into other parts of her body. We didn't know how far. You know, if for us to say, "Ah, oh, it's not a big deal," it's one or two, maybe. No, no, we had to look and say, no, this is what it really is. Or if you have debt, how big, how how much do you owe? You know, face that. Or how tenuous is your job? Or how bad is the relationship? Or how long have you had your addiction? If you don't look at the realities of your mountain, it can be dangerous. Let me give you an example. Uh, There are some peaks in the Aspen, uh, Colorado area called the Maroon Bells. Have you ever been there, seen this? If you look at any calendar or book about mountains in Colorado, and sometimes book about mountains in the U- U.S., you will see this picture, because you can stand right there, everybody's got their camera out, you know, you get those beautiful reflections, those peaks in the back are just incredible to look at, they're, they're awesome. But there is a big problem with those mountains. Here's the problem. Uh, you can actually climb some of those uh, without ropes. But, so people do that, and there are guides for that. But they get up there, and the problem on these mountains is there's this, the rock is what they call dirty rock, or bad rock. It, you can get up there, and it starts to fall apart. It starts to slip. So you can see how steep some of those are. They, people get to certain places, and they think, oh, I'm good. And they're moving, OK, I think we'll go. And, and then they all of a sudden realize, whoa, I can't go any higher. And then they start saying, we better go back down. And they go, oh, no, I, I'm going to slide into the valley. People die on those mountains all the time. Do you know why? Because they didn't take a guide. They didn't take it seriously when they said, these mountains are really dangerous. So it's important that we talk realistically about our mountain, whatever it is. Um, don't be saying, oh, it's nothing. Oh, yeah, we've got it handled. Yeah, we're, we're, we're confident. I'm good. you know, Because we as Christians, we don't, so often we don't want to look bad, do we? We don't want to admit we have weaknesses. But tell somebody the whole story. Get help before you risk a major disaster. I would bet a lot of us know somebody who had some little physical symptoms or some minor symptoms that turned into really bad ones. Because why? They never did anything about it. Don't do that. Listen to Psalm 24. Start here. I like this, how it starts. Who may climb the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Those whose hands are pure, who do not worship idols, and the last part, and never tell lies. So often, we just won't cover it up. No, God says, don't. I'll, I'll be there with you, but you've got to be honest. But there's a second related one to this, second uh, uh, principle that we learned is be honest about yourself and your limitations. There's a movie out. Have any of you seen the movie Free Solo? Oh my goodness. Uh, there's a, a young climber, his name's Kurt Hoppold. Honold, sorry, um, and Kurt um, does what's called free climbing. Not only that, but free, solo free climbing is when you climb uh, a, a rock face or whatever, no ropes, no. No, no harness, no nothing. You, And his goal was always was to climb El Capitan in Yosemite 3,200 feet straight up with no rope. And he did it. And they filmed it. It was unbelievable. Now, he had climbed it a bunch of times before that uh, with ropes, and he knew every uh, nook and cranny of that mountain. But it was still incredibly dangerous. Now, I would love to meet him. That would be a really cool, you know, uh, special moment. I'd love to meet him. Um, Maybe we will someday. Who knows? But if I went up to him and said, hey, uh, Alex, uh, Alex Honnold, could could I climb with you? Maybe he'd be nice to say, well, yeah, sure. And I said, well, I want to climb El Cap. He would go, you're nuts. You can't do that. And see, I would have to admit, he's right. I can't possibly do that. And w- when we get into our mountain, whatever it is, it's, it's okay to admit there are some things you can't do or some things you aren't good at. Listen to this Proverbs chapter 2. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He's a shield to those who, again, walk in integrity, guarding the say it with me, paths of justice, and watching over the way, the trail, of his saints. Some of us have, well, we all have this problem, some of us more than others, pride, right? We just don't want to admit, we, we don't even want to admit that sometimes our mountain is partly our fault. Some mountains aren't. You know, some mountains, that's just other people's deal or life in general, but sometimes... It's our fault. Listen to what Proverbs says about pride. Pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before us. Say it. Fall. Fall. Fall in the mountains, yeah. You see, being honest about our situation could literally save our life, like it would in the maroon bells. Um, what, you know, just, just having someone come alongside of us and we've told them the whole story and and I'm going to get to that a little bit more in a minute, could change everything. Which leads me to number three. Here we go. Don't climb alone. Don't climb alone. Uh, Some of you remember the name of Aaron Ralston. Aaron Ralston. 2005, he was by himself doing some hiking in this really cool part of Utah. Utah. And there's big, steep walls, and you can kind of shimmy in between them. And it's just gorgeous. These walls are like these bright red colors, and you kind of go over rocks, and there's water some places you can camp partway through. So he's going through this uh, big valley until uh, he was trying to sneak through a really tiny area like this, and there was a boulder that was not supposed to move, Moved. And it landed on his arm. Maybe that will help some of you remember the story. 2005, landed on his arm. For 127 hours, he tried to get out. And couldn't do it. Couldn't move, budge that thing. Anybody remember how he got out? Because he did get out. Yeah, now you remember. Cut his arm off. Yep, thankfully, he lived, he did not bleed out, and he was able to get away. I don't know this for sure, but I have a big hunch that if he would not have been alone, he could have gone and gotten somebody to help, maybe a whole team of people to come in there, and possibly move that rock and get him out. Climbing alone is incredibly uh, dangerous. And you're going to need some other people... That's why you gotta be honest about your mountain. That's why you gotta tell somebody, because you're gonna need some other people to go through uh, this with you. There was a lady during Jackie's cancer who would take her uh, to some of her chemo treatments. I'll call her Ann, because that was her name. Uh, (laughs) She would take her to these chemo treatments, and. Jackie, I remember she'd say, oh, this is, I really love going with Ann because her car has heated seats. (laughs) It was in the middle of winter. I said, that's cool. But the thing you don't know about Ann is Ann had terminal uh, breast and lung cancer. She's still alive today. How cool is that? But she took Jackie because Jackie didn't need to be alone, and she had someone who could understand what she was going uh, through. We had people who'd say, we want to come and put food in your freezer. And you know, we're pastor and pastor's wife, and we're thinking, well, ah, we don't need that help. Oh, you don't know, you shouldn't bring us food. And then we realized a couple things. Number one, we did need help. That was a huge help. And number two, those people were getting blessed bringing us the food, and so this was a good thing. We did not need to climb alone. Sometimes you need a motivator. Sometimes you need someone to hold you accountable. Sometimes you need someone to just listen while you cry or think or ponder. Uh, Sometimes you you need somebody who's maybe just been up that trail uh, before you. Let me make a real practical suggestion here, though. Often you don't want it to be your best friend. Why? Because they're too nice. Sometimes your best friend doesn't want to hurt you. I don't want them to feel bad. I'm not going to tell them to keep going if they don't want to keep going. No, no. Find people who will be both that loving, caring person who will understand and listen, but who will also kick you in the tail if you need it to keep going up that mountain. The name of my book is Never Quit Climbing. You've got to keep going. The view from the top is worth it. Listen to Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Many of you know this passage. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone, ask Aaron Ralston, is in real tr- trouble. So you also need some experts going along with you. That's why we need uh, people who really know the field that we're maybe struggling with. Because, see, there's some people who say, oh, just pray. Oh, you know, we just, just pray. You, you don't need that other help. Do you know that's not biblical? Uh, there's a story in the book of Nehemiah. If you know the book of Nehemiah, he's rebuilding the wall around Jerusalem, right? Because cities needed walls, they were there for protection, they did it for a reason. Well, Nehemiah is building his wall, right? And uh, all of a sudden, he's getting hassled by a lot of local authorities, don't have time to go into the whole story. But it was getting really bad one day, and they're coming after him. And Nehemiah writes this in Nehemiah 4.9. I love this. But we prayed to our God, and then we waited to see what would happen. That's not what it says. It says, we prayed, and we guarded the city day and night to protect ourselves. See, God says, do both. Of course, pray. Of course, God does miracles. Of course, trust him with all the faith you can muster. But at the same time, get, be wise. Be wise. Sometimes we need the best doctor, the best financial experts. We need counselors. We need pastors, coaches, mediators, lawyers. Anybody who will bring wisdom. But don't climb alone. Don't climb by yourself. See, this is where people who have been up the mountain, so to speak, are really helpful. They don't have to be up the same mountain, but sometimes they can say to you, no, I can't take your mountain away, but you know what I can do? I can help you go, don't go that way. Go this way. Don't go that way. Go this way. All right, a couple more. If I were to pick one that you can't miss today, you just cannot miss this one, uh, this is it. They're all important, but do not miss this one, okay? Have I baited it enough? I hope so. Here we go. Only focus on the next part of the trail. Only focus on the next part of the trail. See, mountain trails tend to ebb and flow. Um, most of them are up all the way up and down all the way down. Now, Tim can tell you with me about a couple we did where we had some long down on the way up, which meant on the way back, we, you know what I'm saying? It was bad. But most of the time, that's not the way it is. Here's how they ebb and flow. They ebb and flow side to side. And those are called switchbacks for much of the trail, back and forth, because it's so steep. You can't go this way. And so what Jackie and I do a lot is we take candy bars, um, usually Snickers, because she becomes a diva when she does not have a, no, just kidding. Boy, that's in my last day of marriage folder. <laughs> no, we, we, we literally take these candy bars because what we'll do is we'll go, all right, see, the, we can see the switchbacks. There's six of them. When we get to that rock right there on number six, we're breaking out candy bar number one. And then we do this, you know, we keep doing that all the way. You reward yourself partway through. That's a good thing. Um, but. It also kept us focused just on the next part of the trail. See, when we got into her cancer, that's what we had to do. I mean, again, it was Mount Everest. K2, Annapurna, pick whatever big mountain you want to pick. That's what it felt like. And I'll bet some of your stuff's the same way. And you know what? If you just keep looking at the summit, you're going to get paralyzed. You're going to quit. Talk about that in a few minutes. You can't do that. You, you've got to say, I've just got to get up the next part of the trail. And for some of you today, the answer to your mountain is not the summit. The answer is the next part of the trail. Just, i just got to get up the next part of the trail. So she, they would say, well, the next thing you're going to have to do, Mrs. Sinclair, is radiation. So we start to read about that, pray about it think about it, learn more, talk to people who'd been through it, so that we could just say, all right, that's what we're going to get through. We're going to get through the radiation. That's it. And then, Because we couldn't handle the whole thing. And then once we got to that, then what was the next part of that trail? See, it was like climbing a mountain. This is biblical. God literally spoke to us in the middle of our journey. I I don't know exactly when, but I, I remember this very clearly when God said, listen, take that principle, it's it's in my word, and use it for the cancer. You know what the principle is? What does the scripture say? Walk a lot. Walk in the spirit. Walk in the light. Walk in truth. You know, um, walk by faith. It's largely a walk, at least the marathon part. Every now and then, yeah, Paul talks, well, I run the race and all that, but that in a particular context. The long journey is about walking, and it's okay for you to walk. So this is a biblical idea. It made the mountain so much more doable. We had energy that we didn't know we had. So I want to ask you right now, before we go any further, as you think about your mountain, whatever it is. And I talk with some people before the service who already, we've already talked about mountains. What's the next step for you? Or will you this morning, before you leave here, say, God, I'm stuck. I I don't want to go any further. I'm mad. I'm depressed. I'm angry, whatever. I'm overwhelmed. All right. Let God say, here's the, you can make the next part of the trail. Again, my family knows this. We do this. There are times when at 13,000, 14,000 feet, I'm literally counting steps. I'm just going, I'm going to do 10. That's all I got. And you're sucking in air and you're breathing so hard. But I go, okay, I did those 10. All right, let's do 10 more. Let's do 10 more. Let's do 10 more. Um, It makes it manageable. Here's the other thing. Uh, the first 14-er I ever did, I did with Tim, is called Long's Peak. Uh, don't start on this one. <laughs> Do not start if this is your first 14-er, Long's Peak. It's the one that if you're in the Denver airport or in Denver and you look a little bit to the northwest, uh, it's the biggest, it's the only 14-er right there. It's called Long's Peak. It's really fun. It's really challenging. But it's, it's eight miles each way. So eight miles up, and then eight miles all the way back. And we did it in one day. A beast of a mountain. But here's, here's my point. When you take your time on a mountain, uh, you see things sometimes that you would not see, or you get to experience things that sometimes you wouldn't get to experience if you are just focused on the summit. Oh, we've got to get to the top, and then let's get down again. And that's kind of our culture today. you let's get there and get back. No, I, I'll never forget this we were going up this place called the trough. It's on the backside of longs, it's, the trail's long gone, and we are going up through, over these rocks, boulders, there's snow in this thing, it's incredibly steep. And again, we're counting steps and just so exhausted, because we've probably gone six and a half miles by then. And so we get there, and there are these young guys coming down. They've already been to the summit. I'm going, oh, gee, really? Um, But they're coming down, and we stopped to talk. And I was happy to stop, trust me. Um, And I'll never forget what the young guy said. I'll get choked up. He said, do you have enough water? And (laughs) we started kind of, we had Gatorade and stuff in some different containers. And I realized we didn't have much left, and he knew. He felt, you know, he says, no, you don't. So you have know, enough, dude. And I went, wow. He said, take this. And he dumped his water into our th- container. Now, that's a stupid little thing. But I've never forgotten that. I've never thought how kind that kid was to say, I'm going to help you make it. We'd have missed that. If we'd have just been charging up that mountain, You know, we probably would have been dehydrated anyways because we didn't drink enough water. You see, you'll have some of those kind of things. Listen to Psalm 143, verse 8. Let me hear of your unfailing love each morning. Now don't miss this. For I'm trusting you. Show me where to walk. For I give myself to you. He will. He'll show you where to walk. But go slow. Take your time. Don't miss what he's got on the trail going up. Uh, People he wants you to meet. Experiences he wants you to have. Um, You're overwhelmed, maybe, but that will give you some energy and some encouragement that you never thought uh, you could have. All right, one more. It's all I got time for today. Anticipate reasons ahead of time that you might quit. I'm going to tell you, when you're exhausted and you have nothing left, that's not the time to be thinking about this. You need to decide ahead of time what are you going to do when you feel like quitting. Because here's some excuses that people use, I've used, to quit. The climb is getting harder, not easier. I thought... I thought this far in, it ought to be a piece of cake by now. I've been going through this for two years or you know, two months or whatever. Shouldn't it be getting easier? Guess what? The higher you go on a mountain, does, is there more oxygen or less? Less. Of course it's going to get harder. If, on Long's Peak, the, as we got closer to the top, we've already hiked up seven miles. Of course it's going to be harder. Don't let that be your excuse. Just say, "All right, yeah." And Gary said, "I knew this was coming." All right, have somebody that will encourage you and kick you in the tail to keep going. Or because we're willing to settle, we're willing to settle. We think, "Ah, we've done pretty well." You know, I know I didn't get all the way up. I know I'd get the whole thing done, but isn't that good enough? You know, why, why try? You know, there's more to life than this, maybe. But don't settle. See, the other part of my little mantra, never quit climbing, is the view from the top is worth it. See, a lot of people, I, I've said to our kids and Jackie, I said, as we, got, we stood on the top, I said, do you realize how few people have ever stood here? The percentage of people in the world who have ever done this is not very big. Why would we miss that? Because we decided to settle. There are reasons to quit. I have some of those in the book, but you'll have to read those later. Anybody can settle. There was a mountain in the Swiss Alps that everybody liked to climb. they go up this mountain, and there was this little hut partway up. People could just stop. It wasn't any fancy, but they could sort of stop and take a little break. Well, some creative people thought, you know what we need to do? We need to fix this chalet up, and let's make it into a really cool thing. So they did. They made it bigger. They put in a big picture window there you see the mountain. They put in a kind of a little, some some couches. They put a fireplace in. That was really cool. They had it so they could serve some hot chocolate in the cold weather, some little snacks, and so people could come, and that would be this place, resting place uh, for this mountain climb. Can you guess what started to happen over time? Yeah, they didn't go all the way. They stopped. They just said, this is good enough. Oh, this is nice. kind of comfortable. Yeah, people quit going to the top. Don't settle or one other reason or others we might quit because someone else we know quit yeah well you know I know John he he, he really he's still doing okay I think he's alright and so well, I, pff, if he gave up, I, it's what's the big deal why do you live your life based on what someone else does or doesn't do don't but it, it will be tempting it will be tempting to say well They quit. I assume you've all heard of Michael Phelps. (laughs) Probably the greatest swimmer, right, of all time. I loved watching him in the last Olympics. I mean, he was great all the way through. But in the last Olympics, he's what like won, what, five zillion medals. He's in the 20-something golds. uh, He's the greatest of all time. Here's what I would have done in the last race of the last Olympics if I was Michael Phelps. Uh, Let's say it was a four-length race. What I'd have done is I'd have swum the first three like Michael Phelps. When I got to the last wall, this is my swan song, right? It's over for me. When I got to the last wall, I would have turned around, and I'd have done the backstroke. (laughs) I'd have lost, but I'd have waved to the crowd, hey, Michael Phelps here, greatest swimmer of all time, just wanted you to know that. Going to enjoy my last, my last uh, little length here. See you soon. Not Michael Phelps. He was trying to win every stinking race. That's what God says. Don't settle. Don't settle. Quit. In fact, one of the things we do when we're getting really tired and want to quit, you do this. It's real simple on a mountain. You turn around and you look down the mountain and go, whoa, <laughs> we came up all of those? That's pretty darn good. Man, that's farther than I thought. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you do need to turn around and say, I have made progress. It doesn't matter how it compares with anybody else's progress. See how far you've come. So, are you facing your own mountain? My hunch is, many of us are. Does it seem like Mount Everest? Listen to Psalm 18. God arms me with strength, and he makes my way perfect. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, enabling me to stand on mountain heights. He trains my hands for battle. He strengthens my arm to draw a bronze bow. You have given me your shield of victory. Your right hand supports me. Remember, we're not alone. Your help has made me great. You have made a wide path for my feet to keep them from slipping. That's his promise to you. Yeah, he parts waters He still moves mountains, so to speak, but sometimes he gets us up them. So, what's your mountain? Will you be honest? Be honest about it? Will you be authentic and admit, yeah, you've got some limitations? I do too. We all do. Face them. Will you find somebody helpful to climb with you? Maybe several? Will you start thinking in terms of your next step? What's your next step? Come on, that's, that's all you need to do right now. Will you get rid of excuses and distractions and all of that? Will you give your climb to God today and say, Lord, with your help, I'm going to tackle this mountain. I am. There's no more excuses. Uh uh-uh. I will trust you to be my guide. If everybody else goes down, I'm going to the top unless there's something you show me that's dangerous. So your climb and your summit, they're waiting. So get started today, or get moving again. Some of you are just stuck. Let today be a move forward, because you don't ever want to quit climbing, because the view, what? From the top is worth it. In a minute, I'm going to pray. You're all given a heart, right? Sticky note. You don't have to do this. There's nothing magical about what I'm gonna ask you to do. But it might be encouraging. Just as a little memory point. Last time I spoke here, I think was I did the dominoes talk, right? Some of you remember that? Gave you all a domino. The sweet lady right here said, I still have my domino. Way to go. Well, I don't know if you'll still have um, this memory or not, but here's what I'd love you to do. We're going to play a video, I'm going to pray. I'm going to say, "Amen, we're going to play a really just cool song and video. If you want, and if you can, just write on this little heart your current mountain. You have to put don't put your name, this is not to reveal anything to anyone. Just put mountain finances." Yeah, friend, whatever. And if you'd be willing during that video to come, see this wall by the cross? Just come over there and stick it on the wall. This is a little statement, like I said, it's nothing magic to say, today (laughs) I'm going up the mountain. Now, if you didn't get one of these, there's a stack of them on this podium. There's also some pens right there. If you say, I don't have anything to write with. Don't make that an excuse. Just bring it up. If you want to take it with you, I I don't care. I'm not trying to make something happen here. I just want you to remember today and be different when you leave. And I think God, like he did with Jackie and I as we walked through her cancer, there was a moment when we went, oh, that was so helpful. Quick story, and then we'll let you do this. I was a chaplain in a company for a while down in Indianapolis, and I loved it. I was only there a few hours a week, and there was a guy uh, who I hadn't talked to a lot. He and I liked the same football team uh, that, who will remain nameless because that will not go over well here. Um, <laughs> but we talked football a lot, and one day he came and said, hey, uh, can I talk to you? And I said, sure. Sure. So I won't tell you his story, but he said, I've been going through something for a, a year, and he was still almost shaking as he thought about it. So I just shared this idea. I said, hey, it sounds like you've been trying to tackle this all at once. What if you tried, you know, a day at a time? So I saw him a couple days later, and he said, oh, that was so helpful, man. He said, that was great. And I, I'd given him, I have these little wristbands that say never quit climbing, and uh, gave him one of those. And so about three weeks later, I see him in the lunchroom, and he said, hey, Gary, so you have another one of those wristbands? I said, oh, yeah, I had one on, so I gave it to him. Uh, and almost without breathing, he says, what do you think of tattoos? I go, well, wow, how do we move from, like, wristband to tattoo? I said, well, I don't have any, but I always like to ask people about their tattoo. Tell me a little bit, what's that for, and what does, that, does that mean something to you, blah, blah, blah. He says, what do you think of this one? Pulls his sleeve back. Never quit climbing. The view from the top's worth it. You don't have to tattoo it <laughs> today, but maybe maybe you'll remember it. What God's saying, not what I'm saying. What God wants to say to you, and move you forward. So, what you're going to do, if you want, write your mountain on here. I'm going to pray. As soon as I say Amen, we'll kick the video on. You make your way here if you want, and let's just uh, let God do what he wants to do, all right? God, thank you for mountains. You put them sometimes in our way to uh, challenge us, other times to show your greatness, but I just pray for every person here, uh, particularly those where this mountain is so clear right now, that you would give them some hope, some strength, some next steps, whatever it might be, uh, in these next few moments, to just let go, but keep going, to get where you want them to get in this, whatever the situation is they're facing. I know some of them must be huge. They're like Everest, but um, give them the hope and the peace and the strength to keep going. And we'll pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: I don't know about you, but I am so thankful for the perspective I have now that I didn't have before I came in here today when it comes to mountains. Physical mountains and spiritual mountains. Emotional mountains. Relational mountains. We all have mountains. And it's so great that God created a world with huge mountains of granite like He showed I mean, in the natural, they're immovable. And I know his things more about climbing the mountain. But it showed me that no matter how big that mountain is, God's with you every step of that journey, if we'll let him. If we'll surrender that to him. So, that's my prayer today, As you put your stickers on the wall. That we'll see those needs as uh, already met in faith. But we'll keep climbing. That we won't give up when the mountain seems too steep. When the hill seems too steep, we'll keep going. Especially after what we've heard that was backed up by Scripture. It's amazing all the walks, uh, the climbing terms that God has put in His Word. But I believe that no matter what mountain you're facing today, God's God's with you. Even if you haven't asked Him yet to be with you, He's been there. But He's sure waiting for us to surrender that walk over to Him. from, From the bottom of the mountain to the summit so i just want to uh thank you gary for such a message i could relate to Uh, even pastors go through some things where they need to be reminded that you've got a god that's going to be with you every step of the way so father god in the name of jesus christ your son that name is above every name we thank you lord god that you are a god that'll never leave us nor forsake us no matter how steep the mountain gets lord god you're with us every step of the way So, Father, I thank you that you're that kind of personal God. And if there's one here that doesn't know you today as that kind of personal God, I pray that through Gary's message this morning that you become that kind of God that they can realize that wants to be personal in their lives, that wants to be by their side. Also, God, I thank you that you put people around us to also be encouragers, to be supporters. Help us, Lord God, to surrender our pride to be able to first recognize and be honest about our mountain and ask for the help, the right kind of help with the right kind of godly heart to see us through. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that we're all mountain climbers and that Lord God, you've prepared the way, you've prepared the path, lead each step that we take by the power of your word, by the power of your spirit, I ask a special blessing upon uh Uh, Gary and his wife Jackie and their family. We pray, Lord God, as they go out and encourage others that they would be lifted up and encouraged. But we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to see uh, our mountains in in a new perspective. That, Lord God, you're with us every step of the way. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said amen. Amen. God bless you.